gets colder My eyes goes thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. My guest today is Patricia Negron, an investigative researcher and journalist. Today, Patricia and I are going to cover the takedown of the worldwide pedophile and sex trafficking network, and we'll cover the Alwan spying in Congress and the geoengineered wild, wildfires and weather warfare being waged against Americans. We need to wake up the public about the geoengineering and the weather warfare because the lives and homes of millions of Americans are being destroyed with the government's man-made and directed hurricanes, flooding, and wildfires. The Pakistani Awan spy ring in Congress is finally getting some attention from members of Congress, and we'll also discuss where that investigation is today. But both Trish and I are both most focused on ending the global pedophile network run by world leaders. And we are very happy to report the latest details on that issue today. So I'll bring Trish on now, and we'll get on with the show. Welcome back to Focus on the Facts, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. Thank you. It's good to be back. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. This is such a happy day with, with yesterday with that report coming out about the the global pedophile network being busted. That, um, it's a very happy day for me today. Yes, and you know, I think one of the things, too, that we're seeing happen is not only is that uh, more and more of these arrests are taking place at higher levels, it seems, it also seems that the public in general is becoming aware of the fact that this is indeed a problem, which I think is huge progress um, given where we started with the whole Pizzagate and the fake news and all of that. And now for, you know, your average person has heard about this and recognizes it as a problem, though they may not yet really understand the breadth and depth of it. But, um, yeah, I said it is definitely good news. I agree. Sure, and this whole Harvey Weinstein scandal, you know, that that was the precursor. I mean, you know, when that was out all week, I'd be getting emails from people or or, or watching videos or, or reading articles saying this was just the start, you know, and yeah. this was put out there because, um, well, for people to get conditioned to this is what's been going on, but it was really um, to block the people from from seeing the, the pedophile network. Right, the, that, you know, it seems the, like that it backfired on them, though, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, because according to the report by Tom Hennigan, you know, he's an international um, intelligence expert, he just put out yesterday, this is what happened. Supposedly, the New York Police Department and Ten- Tennessee State Police now have possession of 300 reconstructed email communications from that are from Hillary and her main advisor, Sidney Blumenthal, and her campaign manager, uh, David Brock. And then the other one is Harvey Weinstein. And so yeah. and, and involves the worldwide sex trafficking, homosexual, gay, and lesbian prostitution rings, as well as actual satanic sacrifice rituals. 
So and they've got supposedly they've got pictures and everything. So all these all this time that people been wanting those Hillary emails, you know, and the New York Police Department, you know, when they came out when um right. was arrested and they talked about it and they said it was so sickening stuff in there so disgusting that it made them physically sick. Well, it's out now. It's yep. out now. Well, and you and know, so, uh, the head, the CEO of the New York Times, when he was, his name is Mark Thompson, and when he was, he was chief at BBC prior to going to the New York Times in 2012. Well, a reporter from the BBC by the name of Liz McKean had exposed Mark Thompson for covering up the elite satanic pedophilia network that Jimmy Seville was um, party to. And at the time, it it was known that he had victimized children as young as two years old. And so what happens when Liz McKean exposes Mark Thompson for covering this up at the BBC? The New York Times welcomed him. He went directly over to the New York Times. And so it should be no surprise to anyone that this has been getting covered up by the mainstream media. They are part and parcel of the problem. And it's only because of people like yourself, Evelyn, and others who have been willing to continue pursuing the matter uh, that we've finally gotten wind of it. And in fact, I think you know about this, that Chuck Todd in 2013, as recently as 2013, he did a report on a Clinton State Department cover-up of child sex trafficking that reached the highest levels in the administration, including an ambassador. And uh, the reason given for the cover-up being to save jobs and avoid scandal. And it sure seems to me that, you know, she wasn't particularly concerned about the children victims of these pedophiles, but, you know, far more so about the reputations of the people who were victimizing them. Right, right. And now um, with Weinstein, now I see that it's come out that um, they don't have a statute of limitations in New York now for felony sexual assault. And so they're really looking into prosecuting And the FBI is supposedly looking into this, um, into the Weinstein scandal. And over in the U.K., they're also Oh, wow. That I didn't know. Is he still in the U.S., though? Because I've heard from several sources that they believe he may have fled Roman Polanski style. Well, that's what his intentions were a few days ago. But... um, supposedly going to go and get help overseas, you know, some country overseas. Right. But um, the last I heard that he's in uh, Arizona, I believe it is, at a clinic or something there. But even listening to him, he he isn't sorry. I mean, he absolutely, he's sorry he's busted. He's sorry he got caught. He's sorry he got caught. Yeah. And what's the deal with Weinstein now? Um, Didn't they take his name off of... um, all the TV shows and in up the critics. He was um, he he was scrubbed from the academy. Yeah, right. They were voted. Out of there it now. was my understanding is that it was well over the majority needed that voted to um, expel him and scrub his presence. Right. Well, you know, in in these younger women, you know, these younger actresses and stuff. 
I, I have pity for them, and I am so grateful that they are coming forward, you know, that yeah. they are getting honest and coming forward. But these old Hollywood whores, I call them, that have been probably blowing Weinstein forever and getting in all these movies and getting awards and everything for them, you know, they come out now and act all surprised and, and appalled. I don't have any pity for them. I'm talking about, like, Meryl Streep. I'm talking about Jane Fonda. Those. I call yeah, them old yeah. Hollywood whores. Yeah, yeah, I I have such mixed feelings, you know, and I agree with you. It's like the young women, you know, they don't know any better, and they're put in these positions, and they don't know what to do. And I, I've been there before, and I, I know what it's like. And, you know, as you get older, you feel more empowered to push back, but not when you're starting out and you have no authority or voice and and to have, you know, to have them, the older women, not supporting them in a way that really acknowledges, you know, their own inability to and unwillingness to come forward before is, is disappointing, to say the least. And the, the one thing, though, that I'm concerned about with the whole Weinstein wine story, though, is that the attempt to keep it focused on the uh, adults that have been victimized is, you know, clearly going to be the the goal here, but hope, I'm hoping that we'll be able to use it as a point of leverage to open up the discussion around the whole child sex trafficking, you know, because Hollywood is, is ground zero, I mean, as much as D.C. is, for sure. Sure, and I think, and I think with um, Tom Hannigan's report, when he put out that, um, you know, that Weinstein, the emails involved Weinstein too. So that does seem like the precursor of having Weinstein busted earlier this week. That yeah. now the whole truth is coming out. It's exactly what you know my sources have been telling me that they're they're put this out, you know, to make a big splash to hide what's really coming out. Well, what's really well, did came you out, see came out. Julian Assange published some uh, Dead Man's Switch code um, the other day, and Sean Hannity last week had put out a tweet that said, it was a very ominous uh, tweet that said something like, you know, TikTok, you know, time is running out. So, I, you know, I'm hopeful, but we've been through this so many times where we thought that, you know, it's finally going to happen, and it didn't. And so I'm trying well, not to. Then we got Weinstein in there. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I expect these people to leave the country. I really do. Yeah, I do, I too. I do, too. Hillary That's what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, where, where's uh, old Podesta these days, do you know? That's right. That's a very good question. <laughs> there are very few signs of him, and um, I, I think there are... It, you know, you look around, where's President, where's Obama? Like, where are any well, of these people? Well, that's what I told you. That I, I yeah. told you that my sources said he was arrested a long time ago and that he's under house arrest. And they let him out every now and then, you know, just to make a little bit of a show, but that he's on an ankle bracelet and he ain't going anywhere. So yeah. as far as huh. my sources say, they got him already. And the rest Well, of that's me, interesting. Hmm. Well, and, you know, and, and I tell people, think about it. When did you ever see a president leave office and never, ever have anything to do with it afterwards? I mean, they yeah, always... Yeah, he disappeared. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they always have, you know, leaving the office uh, events and things like this. Right. And they change presidents. <laughs> but not Obama. He was gone, and he's not been back. 
Well, he showed up one time, I think, at a uh, at a university in in Chicago, and that's right around the time I heard heard this. And, and they said they, they just let him out, you know, every now and then just to show his face, but that he was under house arrest, and the rest of them weren't yet. If I, I tend to believe it. I believed it the whole time because I could not believe that he was not in this country doing anything as an ex-president. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. bizarre. Oh, fingers crossed. I hope that's true. Oh, sure, sure. And so all of these emails that, that they wanted to keep hidden so much, well, now we know why. And this was, you know, and we did yeah. know why when, when they put right. the wiener. Right, right. It was on there, you know. And, of course, we know that Wiener's running, you know, these rat lines with the sex trafficking and stuff in this country. Yeah. Get all the school. So it's it's horrible. And, well, I, and, and you know, the and other thing that is interesting to me is that the Las Vegas shooting has really opened a lot of people's eyes as well. And, yeah. and they're even, I think, beginning to see the connections between the corruption around what's going on in Hollywood and Washington, D.C., and then also all of the questions surrounding this whole incident in Las Vegas. And, and many people started asking the right questions right away so that we were able to identify that this was, in fact, somehow staged. I, I don't doubt that people died, but, you know, oh, yeah. clearly yeah. this was a setup. And we're now getting, you know, intel that, in fact, we already knew that the CIA was arming the terrorists in Syria, but now it appears that there is a whole op- a domestic operation to arm terrorists in the United States, which is a whole new ball of wax, which we knew, you know, there was some gun running domestically before, but I, I don't, I'm not aware, other than like a Gladio B in um, Europe of another program like this in the United States where the CIA was covertly arming terrorists within the borders. Well, right, I, that's what I, I thought right off the bat. I thought right off the bat that it was gun running, that he was doing that. Yeah, I, but, but I did but I not realize personally, I thought it was gun running for the Mideast. But I think this was gun running to be used that they're setting up caches around the United States because they've been smuggling tens of thousands of terrorists into the U.S. through these um, special visa programs, like for the... Um, Gulan schools in uh, Ohio, um, you know, some of which George Webb went to. I don't know if you recall that part of his investigation where these teachers are coming into the United States to teach at the English at the charter schools who don't even have any English language skills. And right. we know Gulan is a terrorist, and there are tens of thousands of these people who have come into the United States, which are and the U.S. Department, the State Department uh, itself, was sent out a warning of concern about all of these individuals and their lack of English credentials for teaching and um, ties to terrorist groups and suspicious uh, visas. So. Um, for me, that was a real big eye-opener. I, I did not see that as a possibility before, but, you know, given what we've seen, Evelyn, this whole pattern around the world where 
the CIA will arm insurrectionists, which I think in the United States, you know, we're talking about ISIS being renamed Antifa, and that's been co-opted, and that's the domestic terrorist group that they are now backing, like they did in ISIS in Syria, al-Nusra in Libya, uh, al-Qaeda in Iraq and the Mujahideen in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, again, we've seen these uh, marginal extremist uprisings in all these countries prior to violent coups. And um, there was there would be these covert arming programs and, and smuggling programs to bring the individuals into the countries. And that's what I think we're seeing here now, which for me is... Uh, and and we've also heard all the chatter. I think you've probably heard about this coup or something being underway the very first of November, like the, something being planned. Right, right. I think I I think I heard something on the fourth or something. They're supposed to do something. There, it's coming from several different sources now. Um, you know, some within the White House as well as through other sources like that have intel. Um, True Pundit is one, um, and there was another I can't recall, but um, that that there there is in fact some sort of violent coup um, planned. And as you brought up the geoengineering and the the wild, well, they're not even wildfires. It's mass arson in California, and I have to wonder if. Do you recall that Benenson Group video, that um, not video, uh, memo that was leaked during the campaign that talked about all of the different scenarios um, to salvage Hillary Clinton's campaign, one of which was a staged alien attack? That one that Did David Brock put that? out? Is that, the book? Is that the one you're talking about that David Brock put out? It was the Benenson Group. They're advisors to Hillary Clinton's campaign. It wasn't David Brock, but um, there was this this consulting firm that had put this out, and one of the they they had several options. One of which was a biological attack using like Zika virus or um, you know a, a weather event. Um, there were five, five or six of them, and then one of which was a faked alien attack using HARP technology. And I didn't understand at first, like, how, you know, were they going to use holograms? Like, what was it they, were gonna, they would do in order to try and fake this attack? But now I'm realizing, after investigating what's going on with these wildfires, is that they could use the HARP technology with drones and make it appear that we were being fired on by, you know, uh, alien ships or something like that. Right. And, you know, you look at these fires and the kind of damage that they're doing, you know, a wildfire can, is spread by the trees and the brush in the area. Well, these homes are burning to ash, complete ash, including the stone and metal and ceramic uh, are turning to ash, and all the trees are left standing with their leaves. Right. Right. So how can... And then I saw video from one of the news stations of a home that was burning from the inside out. The the shingles on the roof were untouched, yet the house was an inferno inside. How on earth... Yeah. 
Like, how does that happen? Exactly. Right, right. And, you know, they're doing these wildfires. They're doing such a good job here. You know, I mean, I've been wondering. I mean, I know all about the FEMA camps. I know all about these things that they plan to do. But I never, I never figured out how they were going to pull this off. You know, yeah. how could they get everybody so, you know, in such a, a state that they could do this? Well, this is right. perfect. This weather warfare is perfect. I mean, they are dis- I mean, they're making refugees, millions of them. These yeah. people lose everything they own. Internally, then, yes. Yes. Which yes. is what and, they've done. And it's what they've yes. done across the Mideast, you know, is it right? Isn't that exactly what we see across exactly. the Mideast? Except now they're using, you know, now we don't have a, uh, an enemy to point at like a terrorist. It's the weather. Right. We, you know, we can't fight that enemy. And no. so and that gives them unlimited power. How can we fight this? Yeah. But I'll tell you, I, 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 I've been watching, you know, many, many, many videos of the fires and the people afterwards. The people in California are waking up to this. They know this is not weather. They know this was done to them. Well, I, and, you know, yeah, and I hear the firefighters are, are saying, you know, they can't. They they expect the, the the fire to move a certain direction in a certain amount of time. The next thing they know, the whole place is engulfed, and they don't know what happened. They're all um, completely confused by what's going on. Oh, sure, sure. And, I mean, in the, in the way that it will burn cars right up and the wheels and everything. That right, the glass done. will melt. Yeah, yeah. the aluminum yes. will melt. Well, I tell people. Yet the trees are standing. Yeah. Go look. This is a war zone. I mean, this week I put out pictures of Syria and Iraq and everything. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's war zones, you know. And and I and I post all of the stuff. My research every day, you know. I look at I, I look at Facebook like a newspaper every morning. And I get up at one or two in the morning. And by the time everybody gets up, I've got all the information out there. So anybody wants to come to my Facebook page, it's like right reading the morning newspaper on all the important events, you know. And so when I put out these ones on these fires, it's it's horrifying. But I, I label them, you know, the U.S. war zone against California. Yeah. Or the U.S. war zone against Puerto Rico. Yeah. And, and do you see no, that's exactly what it is, you know, Evelyn. People, people have been complaining about the refugees in Europe and everything. We, they are making American refugees just like yeah. that. I mean, they're left with the clothing on their backs. And we can't fight that. It leaves us in the position of being unable to fight the corruption because people are just trying to find a home or a job. Food. I mean, and and now I just read today that the House passed a big bill that cut, I think it said like a trillion dollars off of Medicare and Medicaid programs they want cut. And I'm sure that's over a certain amount. But here, you see, like today I see... All the people down in Florida and, and all already from the wildfires, you know, lining up to get food stamps and things, these people have nothing. And, so and now they're we're cutting all of that aid at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. at the time that millions of people are signing up that need it. Well, and you know what else, Evelyn? You know, we, we also know the Las Vegas shooting is a perfect example of this, is that it was known about in advance. We've seen all of the evidence that uh, 
you know, someone warned an insider in mid, mid-September that there was going to be an attack in Las Vegas of some kind, and they didn't know what it was. Well, guess who sold, who sold short MGM stock in August? George Soros. George guess Soros. Guess who sold off 80% of his holdings in the weeks leading up to the attack? The CEO of MGM, which owns most of those properties that were attacked. Right, right. And this is what Soros has done in the other countries that get overthrown. He goes in and, and rips. This is what Soros does in the other countries that he has them overthrown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The same thing. Oh, That's how he makes his money, go. is by destabilizing um, governments and, and economies. And so, yeah. you know, they're all, all the winners are lined up in advance of this stuff. That's the other thing. Like, even in Puerto Rico, in Florida, and now in California, all that FEMA aid that's going to be coming, guess who's got their hands out? And guess who else is there scamming people? The Red Cross and all of the right. other major um, organizations that have been looting the public in the name of you know, disaster aid and just stealing off of the money. The Clintons stole $13 billion from Haiti. And, right. and uh, you know what Haiti got? Like, I think $800,000 out of $13 billion. And now they're, claim- they're calling for the Clinton Foundation to take over in Puerto Rico? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I've I seen the gang of them, the presidents lined up the other day for some kind of group uh, charity aid, and it was like, keep them away from anybody. Yeah. Look what no, they did. No, they'll kidnap the countries. children and sell them off into, you know, yeah. sex trafficking networks. Or organ harvesting. Yeah. And take their organs. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is what they're doing. And, you know, I get so mad about when people want to debate in and argue about Puerto Rico, you know, to always turn it into a political argument. You yeah. Know? And I tell people, I don't care who is responsible for the, the food and water not getting to these people and medicine and stuff. All I want to know is I want it stopped. This stuff has to get to these people. I don't care. Right. I don't care to blame it on Trump or blame it on the mayor or blame it on anybody. This isn't a political argument. Then people are dying. I mean, right. you described right. uh, the time before last when you were on the show about Puerto Rico. Tell people about that. These people are stranded up in the mountains. They're, not, they're dead. That's they're right, Evelyn. Dead. So I've, if you've never been to Puerto Rico, it's, it's a very unusual topography because it's generally flat, but then they have these very harsh mountains that jut up in, along the um, countryside. And in order to get into those mountains, which is where all of the coffee is grown, and so there are a lot of people who live up in these elevated, um, out these elevated areas. But when you're driving up those roads, they're very, very narrow, and often in storms, parts of it will literally just fall away. And it's so very steep; it, it's a straight drop down. In fact, the, the truck drivers take the doors off of their trucks, off the driver's side, in case the, they go off of one of these hills, they can jump out and hopefully really? make it um, save themselves if the truck is going down. So if you think about that's under normal circumstances, if after a storm like this, just 
getting up to those mount those mountains. I mean, I there's literally they're impassable um, at times, and so the the need is so very urgent. It's really difficult to describe. It's not a matter of just getting in your car and driving to wherever the people need the help. It's logistically very very complicated. Right. No, I was watching a video um, probably over a week ago now, and it was a a doctor. uh, I think they were flying him around in a helicopter, and he was going up in the mountains there in the hills in in Puerto Rico, and where they could, they would, you know, land and tend to people that were sick and everything. But as he's flying, he's pointing to all these areas and where people are and everything, and he said there's no, he knows that they need him, they need medical help, that they can't get to him. So I'm yeah. watching this, and I'm watching all these people down there that he's literally telling me he knows they're either dead or they're dying, but he can't get down to help them. I mean, this yeah. is so, yeah. it is so appalling. It is. Yeah. So and I think something that people, people do. Oh, sorry. I think something also people don't understand is that, you know, the whole situation with Puerto Rico, like you said, is being so highly politicized around the debt and all of that. And and it's important for people to remember that there are a corrupt group of, of individuals who sold out that island to venture capitalists who... Gave, who layered debt onto the government that they knew they could not repay. It was usury terms that were completely unethical, and they did it knowing that it would not be repaid, and that would allow them to go in and seize the island's asset. It's how venture capitalists work, and it was utterly predatory. They were victimized just like so many other countries have been victimized by these lenders. And so now we see Puerto Rico being put in that position, and the individuals, the working class, are the ones suffering, and these others are the ones, you know, the corrupt, that need to go to jail for what they did. That's how you solve that problem. You know, they need a bailout, but those people who sold out the island need to go to jail. And we just don't seem to have the intestinal fortitude to do that, and it's got to change. It's got to change. And the people, you know, the people that are doing all behind the scenes, pulling all this stuff, are the ones that are coming down in this pedophile network, finally. Yes. And in this pedophile network, I mean, this pedophilia is underneath everything, Trish. Yeah, it sure is. See that? I mean, these other countries, that's what they set up the rat lines for. I mean, before it was... It's running guns and drugs and, and weapons, but for taking these kids yeah. and taking them for thousands trafficking and thousands and organ and thousands. harvesting. Yeah. It's, oh, it's just horrifying, horrifying. And then we won't get out of these countries. These countries, I mean, Afghanistan is ordering us out. They all order us out, and we won't leave. I'm not going to give up yeah. them rat lines. No. Yeah, and, you know, did you see there was uh, in the – there was – a news article today about Assad, you know, being praised by the Christians in Syria for his protection. And, um, you know, the whole notion of the U.S. being there at all is just outrageous. And and meanwhile, I don't know if you saw, 
that an audit had shown that the Pentagon had illegally was destroying records that it had shipped $2.2 billion worth of weapons to ISIS in Syria alone. And that's just what we know about. Those are the contracts we know about. The other, they've been arming them covertly with all of this drug money and the rat line money um, in addition. So, you know, who knows how many more billions went to the terrorists that way. So, you know, our, our role in this is nothing short of abominable. And it's the exact same thing that they're trying now to do in Iran. Iran has not attacked anyone. And Iran, you know, we, the idea that now suddenly they're a danger is no different, again, than saying Assad must go or the Gaddafi must go or, um, you know, Hussein must go. These are just people that were, were demonized out of convenience to justify an illegal invasion of yet another country in order to exploit its natural resources. And I think a lot of people are unaware of the fact that in Syria, for example, there's the Golan Heights, which were illegally seized by Israel back in 1967 during the Six-Day War. And the Six-Day War, during the Six-Day War, Israel fired on a U.S. ship and um, blamed it on Egypt, and that's how the United States got involved. So the Israel, the Israel um, tricked the U.S. into getting involved in this war, and yet still uh, that annexation of the Golan Heights has never been internationally recognized. And in fact, Israel was ordered to relinquish it in, in just the last few years. Well, what did they do? In 2013, Israel sold the oil rights to the, in the Golan Heights to Genie Energy. Guess who owns Genie Energy? Dick Cheney, Jacob Rothschild, Rupert Murdoch, Larry Summers from Goldman Sachs, um, what's his name, Richard Wolseley um, from the CIA. I mean, yep. the list goes on and on. And what this is, is a U.S.-led, you know, army going in there to seize assets for private interests. You know, we are serving the interests of oligarchs, and 500,000 Syrians have already died as a result of this. I know it. And it's just, it's, it's... it's unforgivable, and it has to stop. And yet, and White House policy, you may know, Evelyn, is officially that Donald Trump, back in March, I believe, um, declared that if he wanted that covert arming of ISIS in Syria by the CIA to stop, but it did not. They've, they've kept it up. And, in fact, Diljana Gitanjeva, uh, who's a Bulgarian journalist, was the one who exposed the Silkway Airlines uh, shipment. 350 flights went into the Mideast with Western-supplied weapons uh, to terrorists across the region. And we even have the bills of lading for every one of these, and it included 200 tons of white phosphorus, which we know the U.S. dropped again on civilians just in the last month. 
It right. burns through to the bone. It is the most, it incinerates human beings alive. It is inhuman. And the U.S. is dropping this on civilians in Syria in the name of helping them. Why do they call it anything but what it is? Genocide. What we have been exactly. doing all yeah, over this globe for the last hundred years. And yeah, now they just, now they just kill everybody off so they can get at the resources. Just kill them off, get them out of the way. Just in case. But in the meantime, yeah. take the kids and take the kids and take, and, 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 and same with any of them that they kill. I'm sure they take organs out of every single one they can. And our troops are involved in this. No. Yeah. And people. Yeah. People. You know. Always. Oh, let's respect the troops. Let's. No, I don't respect these troops. And I'll tell you what. I didn't respect them when they were doing this to other countries, but now they are doing it to us. They are involved yeah. in this, and they know all about it, and they know they're doing it. This is war on us now. And I used to say to people that, um, you know, try to get them to understand what we were doing in Syria just a couple of years ago. I was talking to a friend, and I said. These people are just like you and me living here in Green Bay. These people are about the same, like, standard of living and stuff. Yeah. And I said, they are doing this, and they are bombing them, and they are turning these people into refugees. And I said, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they're just like us here in Green Bay, you know. And I said, people don't understand this. Well, now they better understand it with the weather warfare that they've waged on us because they're turning Americans into the same refugees that they have yeah. been doing all over the globe for a century in these countries. And this is our troops doing this. Uh, so yeah. our, our great troops that we're supposed to respect. I don't. Well, it's the and leadership, I really. I mean, it, it, it's the, the leadership is just so corrupted. And then what happens is, you know, we heard this with Eric Braverman, if you recall, when he spoke finally um, at Oxford, where it's, you know, when you're the only one in a sea of corruption, you're, you're really trapped in so many ways. And, and I can imagine these soldiers arriving in Syria thinking that they're going to be fighting terrorists and because that's what they're told. And then they're forced to go in and, and start killing right with these them. civilians. Our special forces are right with them in Syria. Yeah. More and more. You know, and, yeah, and, and when they get killed and stuff, the, the U.S. media doesn't report it. I mean, I run across, I run across in my research, you know, different times when they've been killed and stuff, and I'll think, oh, but the media didn't report that. Yeah, because no. Because they would have had to true. say they're right in bed training the terrorists over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, uh, Evelyn, that the U.S. spent, $540 million just on Iraq war propaganda. We paid a British PR firm, Bell and Pottinger, half a billion dollars in taxpayer money to create propaganda around the Iraq war to manufacture consent for an illegal invasion. Half a billion dollars. Just on propaganda. And we got the media whores that'll put out the story yeah. and do it. Yeah. Yeah, Udo Ulfkot, you recall, the German editor who exposed the CIA for um, planting propaganda with Western journalists, and he turned up dead in January. 
But he, he spoke out about how, how commonplace this was for all of Western media to be reporting these stories prepared by the CIA. Right, right, and he admitted to that, and it was, it was to start wars, you know, to sell the public on going to war against this country, yes. that country, and then he finally decided he just couldn't do it anymore. But, and he said That's at right. the time that he, I think he said he wasn't married, he didn't have children or something like this, and he knew what was probably going to happen to him, and it did. It did. You know, That's exactly right. Murdered. Right, right. And, but he knew when he did it, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing. Most of us truth-tellers know the risk we're, we're up against. We know it, you know. But yeah. too far, yeah. it's gone too far. People cannot be quiet anymore and keep doing no. these things. Well, we see all the people dying now around the Las Vegas uh, thing. Jesus Campos is gone. He's disappeared. Um, yeah. Chumel, the yes. girl, she's a young woman who was a witness, died right. suddenly. Right, um, in her sleep, her grandma said she went in there and she she died in her sleep. Yeah, imagine and that. And they said that maybe a seizure or a aneurysm. Aneurysm is one of the main things that they do to people. Aneurysm yeah. and heart attacks. Yeah. And then yeah. they cancer yeah. they plant in people. Well, and the then the gentleman things. who, um, I can't remember his name now, he was found, he supposedly brought his disabled daughter out to the backyard and shot her and then committed suicide with a shotgun with a blast to the back of the head is the story. That's the that official. That was another witness. Yep, yep. Another and witness. then we have, there's another witness um, that's also turned up dead, and I can't remember the details. I just saw that one today, but there's, there is yet another. But I think there were 300 witnesses who were killed around the JFK assassination, so... I mean, they must only be getting started at this point. Right, right. And Jason's out there. Jason's still out there, Jason Goodman? Yeah. You know, Evelyn, have you seen the video? We we have video that has surfaced of a helicopter that clearly shows there was gunfire coming from the helicopter. And I also have video of weapons being unloaded from both a white truck as well as a dark, it looks like it's black truck, neither of which appear to have license plates on them, and heavy weaponry is being unloaded from them by men dressed in, camp, in fatigues, and their faces are covered. And there's an awaiting helicopter. It's at a helipad. And, and on the police dispatch, the original police dispatch, about 40 minutes into the attack, there was a, a report in the dispatch that said that subject was identified on a hel- the helipad. So we know for, we, all the evidence is pointing to a helicopter being used in this, and the people who are able to attest to that are the ones who seem to be getting silenced most. Jake Morphonius, I don't know if you saw, interviewed a, a actually what was a homeless man who had some weapons, and he had sold, he had stolen out of a white truck, which we're trying to figure out if this is the same white truck that was seen on the helipad. Um, he stole some weapons out of it, and it had this very unusual license plate that um, said something like Blood 2 or something like that. And um, one of the things that he, he stole was a revolver that appeared to be 
similar to the one pictured with the what we're told is the deceased Stephen Paddock uh, in Las Vegas, which, again, you just look at that picture. The guy supposedly shoots himself in the head several times because there are multiple shell casings there on the ground, but his hand winds up down at his waist and the gun is above his head. It's just absurd that, you know, the idea that that would be believable. And not to mention the fact that, again, video has surfaced of Stephen Paddock alive with his girlfriend in Atlantic City playing poker on October 6th. Really? I think I missed that one. There is no question in my mind that it is the same Stephen Paddock. Well, he is such a hardcore gambling addict that uh, he has to back out there and gamble. Yeah, I mean, but the guy, the guy would, the idea that this guy would be able to make a living at um, video poker is ludicrous. Nobody wins with video poker. And the other thing to recall, Evelyn, is that casinos were originally set up by the mafia in order to launder money. They're laundering, the reason he's at those casinos is to launder the gun money that they're using to arm these terrorists. And he that's how that's how he's associated. He's the gun runner. And he was used as their fall guy because I think what happened was that he was found out as being a supplier, so they were trying to come up with a story to take him out of the picture and make people think that he was no longer involved. When he's a he's a real asset and they didn't want to lose him. So they just scuttled him over to Atlantic City and put him there and told people that he died. Also, I don't know if you saw, Laura Loomer uh, forced the Las Vegas Sheriff's Department to admit that, in fact, the official statement that Stephen Paddock checked in on September 28th was false and that she had, in fact, confirmed that. And what that's the other person that's missing. It's someone who was working at the hotel, like at the front desk or security. They've suddenly gone missing, and I think, or maybe they, they're, they've been reported dead. But she was able to confirm that, in fact, she checked in on September 25th. They lied about that. You tell me that the mo- those are, there are cameras everywhere in that hotel. They watch your cards. They watch you at the table. They know exactly what you're doing at all times. And another um, investigative journalist uncovered the fact that they have Samsung TVs in all of these rooms, three of which were in Stephen Paddock's room. And these are the TVs that were revealed in WikiLeaks Vault 7 release that the CIA had bugs. So they have all have listening devices in them that are used by the CIA. Right, right, right. So you cannot tell me that they didn't know exactly where he was and exactly what he was doing at all times. And the idea that they couldn't come up with a timeline within hours after this happened is ludicrous. Well, they, they just changed it again today, I think. I wasn't watching. Oh. My boyfriend was watching. He said, oh, they changed it again today. I said, well, when is that from? He said, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, did you hear the latest narrative is that he snapped because the music was bothering him, so he snapped. It's like, okay, and he just so happened to have an arsenal of weapons and ammunition on him. Because that's normally people check into hotels for a weekend of gambling with 23 weapons and thousands of rounds of ammunition. That's very normal. 
Oh, I knew what it was. It was the um, the it was the valet that parked his car has died. Has, that's what it was. Has He's the one that dead. helped him bring the guns up. See, I don't know. All I know is he was the valet. Okay. The last I read. I don't and know. Now he's dead. If, yeah. He's dead. Oh Jesus. So there, there's so much fishy going on with this, and I, but I think the good news is that everyone recognized right away that there, this was we were being lied to right up front well, about what was going on. The picture on the floor. The picture on the floor of him that showed him dead. I mean. I didn't look at it that much, you know, like good investigators do that are picking everything apart. But he, he didn't have this tattoo on his neck that he had in other pictures. You know, I don't know if that was a tattoo, Evelyn. I looked at that, and I, I looked at older pictures of him where there was, he didn't have it, it, it. There was nothing there that appeared to be a tattoo. And I wondered if that photo was intentionally chosen because you see his eyes are like half closed and this, this is the photo that the police are releasing and the reason they did that was because they don't want us to be able to really recognize him and I think it also was used because of that strange shadow on his neck I, I don't think it was a tattoo I think it's oh. just a shadow that uh, it was meant to be deceptive that, whole, that picture was put out for the specific purposes of making it really difficult for people to um, identify him. Yeah. Now, what do you think about that brother of his, that nutcase brother of his? Is he involved? Oh, he clearly, like, he's been paid off. So there is also nothing makes sense about what he's saying either. So, like, oh, he snapped, and then these weird references to a bug on his shoulder, like the CIA, like all these winks that make it, I, you know, again, and after I saw that video of him in Atlantic City, it's like that I think they paid that guy off to tell this story, and he's part of the whole operation. Sure, and and they brought that girlfriend back in, but then they just interviewed her and let her go, right? Well, yeah, I don't know what's happened with her. That's my understanding, is that she was brought back to then tell the story of like, oh my gosh, he, I, he sent me away because he was planning this, and... You know, yeah. uh, he must have not wanted me to know. It's just, it's, again, she's part of the whole operation. She was sitting right next to him in that video that I saw. She's really? alive, too. She's, she's sitting sure. in Atlantic City. She, I don't think she even went back to the Philippines. I don't believe that. Wow. Where where'd you find that video? Someone sent it to me on Twitter. Oh, okay. See, I'm kicked off Twitter. Oh, that, that angers me so much. I yeah, so, so many people are getting censored on there. It's really, well, really I'm on bad. Gab now. I'm on Gab now. Oh, you, you are? Know, that's I like Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's The only bad thing about Gab is, you know, like with Twitter and Facebook, you can put an icon on top of your, on top of your computer thing there, and you just click uh -huh. on it when you want to uh -huh. share something. On Gab, you've got to go to it, and you've got to, you've got to cut and paste it in. Oh, okay. And oh, I, well. I, I, I don't. I don't like that, you know, because it's so much handier just to click up there and right. and paste something. But it's worth know. it if it's a better format. Yeah. I mean, we really do as a as a community. We need to plan a move. We really need to make these um, corporate, you know, these corporations who are working in concert with the deep state suffer. And that's, you know, 
denying them our business is the way to do it. That's the language they speak, and so that's we've got to use our money to talk. Sure. And you know, and Facebook, you know, like I cover you know so so many issues every single day, you know, and the weather right. warfare is has been horrible, you know, with the fires this week. Well, you know, Facebook will block things that they tell them they want blocked. And this week, one day, I posted probably for like four hours. I got up like 1 o'clock, and I was probably posted for about four hours. And there was tons of articles on the, and videos on the fires, you know. And so later on, I go to scroll down my timeline, and then I can see which ones are blocking, you know. And when I do that, when I scroll down, they stand out like a sore thumb because I, I have my 5,000 friends I'm allowed, and plus I got almost 2,000 followers. So, I mean, there is never a post I make that doesn't get one like or one share. Never. Yeah. Well, that day, I go down every single one on the fires burning up California was blocked. Wow. And there was wow. Probably, probably like 15 because it was horrible that morning what I got up to. Probably yeah. like 15, they wow. blocked every single one. They don't want wow. people learning yeah. about this weather warfare being waged against them. And that's how we deliberate are, they'll be. Pardon? Well, we are, what we are up against is really... Um, oh. Incredible. It's staggering. Yeah. I, I actually, I do, I believe that, like, we're fighting against Satan, that this is the end. If we don't yeah. stand up and fight up, now it's over. Yeah. It's game no, over. I agree. I agree. <laughs> we really, this, this is our last. Now, I mean, you know, and I said, and I said, you know, the people think, you know, that when you think about, uh, yeah, the depopulation, they're going to do away with all of us. The rich people, you know, that are millionaires and stuff, think they're right up there with them and they're going to be saved. Well, those fires showed that that ain't so. They burned That's your right. places to the ground, too. So you, you're middle class now, you millionaires. When you That's put them right. Up the That's exactly you know, right. It's, uh, you're going down with the rest of us. It's a very false sense of security. That's exactly right, Evelyn. I have seen that, too. Yeah. Sure. And when I sat here and I watched those videos and I watched those great, big, huge mansions, being destroyed, you know? Yeah. I thought, yep, yeah. you people thought you were above us. They weren't going to do this to you. Yes, they are. Yes, that's, and that's where, that's why I think we're at a tipping point, is that there, you know, the people who thought that they were insulated from all of this are recognizing that they aren't. I mean, it really is. You're talking about a small group of people who are in on, you know, in the circle that is has the plan B for when they really let loose on all of us. So, I mean, a lot. And I think that's happening right now with this weather yeah. warfare. Because, like I said, I knew I they were going right. to do something, but this never entered my mind what they're doing to us now. Me this either. never entered my mind that they would unleash this weather warfare like this and destroy millions of people's lives. I mean, this is just in the last month. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, I was telling my son that this morning. I was just like, never in my wildest dreams could I have conceived of this being a reality. And, and that's bizarre because I was unprepared for this, and you wouldn't think I would be because I, I recently... Yeah, you of all people, Evelyn, right? <laughs> yes, I did not see this coming, that they were going to do mm -hmm. this. And, you know, if Americans don't see this now... They're they're never going to wake up. They are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roses. I agree. Uh, I mean, they're destroying the world right in front of them, in plain yeah. sight for the whole world to watch. And I said, nobody's going to help us. Nobody's going to help.
help us. In fact, I imagine there's plenty of people that are happy to see this. It's like yep. people sat yep. there in America and let them do this to our country and our loved ones and our yep. homes. And now it's your turn. And I don't think, no, nobody's going to help us. Yeah, I can't blame them. Because we let our country do this to everybody else. And now yep. it's our turn. And, you know, I don't know. Well, where, do you, where do you live? Do you, live oh, you live in Boston, hey? I'm in the New England, yeah, the Boston area. Yep. Oh, are you close to the ocean? No, well, I mean, I'm. I think I'm about 15 miles in okay. inland. So I'm. So I'm they, still pretty close. If they made a hurricane, you would be affected. Yes, I. Yes, yes. definitely. Yes. I don't know what they're going to do here in Green Bay. <laughs> I, of course, I guess Chicago's the hot spot for all the crooked things they're doing. So maybe they'll leave that alone. I figured they'd hit Chicago, but that's only about 200 miles from here. And whatever yeah. they did would affect Green Bay. But um, I have no idea what they have planned for here, but it'll be something soon, I'm sure. I'm sure they won't leave you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason they leave me out is I confess to you. I don't leave this house now. Until this is settled, it's no. no. And, I, and it's uh, not, I'm not afraid of dying, it's, but I don't want to quit being the whistleblower and putting the word out every single day. You know, yeah. that's what they want to yeah. get rid of me for. It's not anything I've done to one of them, except all of them, <laughs> over the years. But now I cover all of the different topics every single day. So I'm hated by all of them. So, no, and I don't go near the people I love and care about either because I don't want, I don't want them to know who I love and care yeah. about because they'll yeah. them. And so well, you're in good company uh, these days, Evelyn. Uh, the army it. is I growing. And I know it. I I'm know hopeful. It. Well, I'm hopeful. And my music will start in a minute, but I really want to thank you for coming on today, Trish, because you and I, we've talked, you know, before that we, this is our main thing, if nothing else, is ending this pedophile network and protecting our children once yeah. and for all. And if uh, we we can do that, you know, uh, it'd be the greatest. I'll die a happy woman. Ever. I will die a happy woman. Me too, me too, me too, you know, to think what they've been doing to our kids and so, well, thank you so much, Chris. And let's it's hope great this to talk to you again, Evelyn. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay, okay. people, well, hope you things I did, and um, we'll keep investigating, we'll keep reporting, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. As I get older.